I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Joshua chapter number four. Praise God. I'll talk to you about Gilgal, but my title today is The Gilgal, a place of return. As I study Gilgal, what I'm seeing here is, is that Gilgal actually may not be the name of an actual city, but more of a meeting place with God, similar to the altar. So that's why I've called it the Gilgal and not just Gilgal. Because the altar in our life should be a place of constant return. So let's look at Joshua chapter number four, starting at verse number one. It says, and it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan. Somebody say clean. Amen. Amen. Another form of baptism. Clean, passed over Jordan, just like he brought all of them out of Egypt across the Red Sea, a form of baptism. Took them across on dry land, washed away their past. And now here we have another generation that had not been cleaned by that water. Okay, because this is another generation that had rose up at this particular time. And now God had to take them through another form of baptism and took them through the Jordan River. And it says, passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe. Amen. And command ye them, saying, take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan. Out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, 12 stones. So notice the Lord is giving specific instructions on where they are to grab the stones that they're going to take with them. So these stones were not to be taken just anywhere along the banks. But these stones were to be taken from where the priest stood with the ark. It says where they were, where they were standing firm, I want you to take 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan. That's where you're going to get the stones from, and that's what you're going to take over to the other side. The scripture says 12 stones, and ye shall carry them over with you and leave them in the, listen, somebody say lodging place. Notice it does not say Gilgal, but it says the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Let's drop the verse number five. It says, and Joshua said unto them, pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan and take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder. So now it's even telling us how big these stones were. These weren't just little rocks or pebbles, but no, they placed them upon the shoulder. According unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Verse number eight. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of of Jordan, as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. So notice how every time there's no mention saying just Gilgal, but it's speaking of it a lodge. We're going to dive into this just a little bit more. Just stay with me. And so here, verse number nine, and Joshua set up. Listen to this now. He did what the Lord told him to do. They grabbed the stones from in the midst of the Jordan, okay, and took them over to where they were lodging. Verse number 9 says, and Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests were, 
uh, excuse me, priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood, and they are there unto this day. Now notice Joshua took it upon himself to do this because you don't read anywhere where the Lord told him to do this. The Lord told him to gather up 12 stones from, from the midst of Jordan where the priests were standing and take them over where they were lodging. But then the Bible says in verse number 9, and Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan. In the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there unto this day. Because it's always important to give honor to those that bear the weight of the church. Amen. It's always important to give honor to those that bear the weight because they had to stand there the entire time until everyone passed through, the Bible says, clean. See that? We ought to give honor to those where honor is due. Some ought to say amen. Amen. Joshua made that point. He says, and they are there unto this day. Verse number 19. It says, and the people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and encamped in, here it is, Gilgal. This is where Gilgal is mentioned. Not the first time in Bible. The first time is in Deuteronomy. But here in Joshua, it says, encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. In verse number 20, and those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. The name Gilgal has been associated by Bible scholars with at least five different possible locations in and around the Holy Land. None of them are quite certain, but as I have done my studies, it seems like Gilgal, that Gilgal is not a town name at all. Though Gilgal is first mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse number 30, it gains its primary meaning and significance in the book of Joshua. The first camp of the Israelites after they crossed the Jordan into the Holy Land was at a place called Gilgal, just as we read. This camp served as their base of operations during the initial conquest of the Holy Land under Joshua. As the Israelites' point of entry into the Holy Land and their base of operations for the initial conquest of the land, the site called Gilgal signifies the simple, basic religious beliefs and teachings that first introduce us as a spiritual life. And that we return to again and again as we fight our early battles to reform ourselves and get our life into order. You will find as I go through this study that the return to Gilgal is repetitive. It happens quite often. It is mentioned quite often in Old Testament. You will see where Gilgal continues to come up. In essence, that's why I refer to Gilgal and relate it to an altar. Because an altar in our life should be a place where we continue to return to again and again. An altar is not a place that you go to and then you leave behind never to go to again. Matter of fact, I think you ought to have a daily 
altar. You ought to have a time with God. That is what your altar is to become. The altar is not necessarily when you come into the house of the Lord and you come to what we call the altar. But your altar is simply a meeting place with God. And if you don't have a place to meet God in your house, I challenge you to find somewhere in your house where you and God meet. The traditional location of Gilgal is just east of Jericho. Now, that's based on Joshua 4, chapter number 19. Does that map, can we bring that map up? Can we? Okay. So most of you can see, according to Joshua 4, 19, we're assuming that Gilgal is just east there of Jericho, as you can see. Now, there's a question mark on this map because many people are not quite sure exactly where Gilgal is. Now, some scholars think that Gilgal could have been as far northeast as Adam, as you see Adam up there, because there has been certain archaeologists that have found certain footprints, and we'll get into that here in a second. They have found certain footprints and certain archaeological pieces that have been in this area of Adam, which makes them think it could be related to Gilgal. But as the scripture says, and I, uh, excuse me, Joshua 4, 19, it looks like it is positioned right where you see it there with the question mark. That's because no location has been definitely identified as that of Gilgal. This is just the best guess of various Bible scholars. Though it doesn't seem to agree with the location given in the book of Joshua, some scholars think Gilgal might be further north as we located there uh, labeled Adam. That's because back in the 1980s, archaeologists discovered a fascinating site there, which may have been connected to the ancient Israelites about the time of their conquest of the Holy Land. Why has it been so hard to locate Gilgal in the Bible? It was long assumed that Gilgal was not the name of a town, like other towns mentioned in the Bible, but it's possible, even likely, that Gilgal is not a town at all. Everywhere Gilgal appears in the original Hebrew, the Hebrew equivalent word, somebody say the, the Hebrew equivalent word the appears before it. The one exception is in Joshua chapter 5, verse number 9, where it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you, wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Everywhere else in scripture, you will find where it's the Gilgal. It's suggested that Gilgal is not the name of a town, but rather a type of place. So let's look at Joshua 4, verse number 3. And it, the Bible says in verse number 3, And command ye them, saying, Take ye hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priests uh, feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Meaning that oftentimes when people often are referring to a major city, they just simply say the city instead of saying the actual name of the city. When I was living in Texas, we were in Beaumont, Texas, uh, is where I attended college. Whenever people were going to 
the uh, Houston, Texas, they would never say we're headed to Houston, but they're saying we're going to the city. Oftentimes we hear that even about a mall. People just say, I'm going to the mall, right? They don't actually say the name of the mall. If you live by large bodies of water, you're used to fishing, different things like that. Uh, even a large natural waterway commonly is referred to as the river and not the actual name of the river. Sometimes people don't even really know what the name is of that river. The Bible in the same way is true when it comes to the Gilgal. In Hebrew, it's related to the word galal, G-A-L-A-L, which means to roll. Galal is often used to refer to rolling heavy objects such as stones. So in Hebrew, the related word Gilgal means a wheel or a circle or something that rolls. In particular, it seems to refer to a circle of stones or to a circular, someone say altar. Refers to a place of a circular altar. So that's why I say it is a place that we must return to. And you will find here, as I go through this study, how Gilgal was a place oftentimes people were returning. What takes place at an altar? Sacrifice takes place in an altar. It's a place where people have a change of heart, a change of mind, a change in their spirit, a turning from their wicked ways, a place of, somebody say, return. This church, I truly believe this. I believe that when I was in prayer, the Lord was just giving me certain things about this church. I believe that this church is getting ready in the spirit to experience a place of return that God is preparing us and he is preparing this place CMT to be the Gilgal or in other words a place where people can come that were once here now they're going to return because they know where the power of the Lord is I truly believe that there's going to be a full circle experience. Matter of fact, we've been praying and fasting for a full circle experience. That's what reconciliation is. It is a full circle experience. Don't you think this is just like the Lord? And only the Lord can do this because it's not ironic that I preach my first message here at CMT and the Lord brings me all the way full circle. Don't you think it even more curious that Brother Carson preached his first message here and now God brought him all the way full circle. And we even heard about Brother Timothy Gothra who's on his way here. He preached his first message right here and now God is bringing him back full circle. That's not by coincidence, folks. That's not by accident, folks. He does not put one, two, three leaders here in this church that have come full circle without doing something supernatural that we just must get ready to receive. Well, let me just say this right now. Brother Mendez, Brother Mike Mendez preached his first message right here at CMT. He will not be going full circle. He's going to remain. Well, I felt that in the Holy Ghost. Didn't nobody else feel that? Praise God. God doesn't do things by accident. No, he placed you here for a purpose. He has brought me here for a purpose. He's bringing those in for a purpose. And I've just got to believe that God is going to bring people full circle. Somebody shout the Gilgal. This is a place of return. This is a place where God knows the people's hearts. And he's going to bring them back in. 
Amen. I'm sorry. If I can be selfish just for a moment, I'd rather be right here at CMT than any other church in this city. Yeah, you heard me right, all those that are watching online. I'm telling you right now, there is a glory here. There is a power here. There is a love here. There is a great anointing here. Chains fall off here. Mountains move here. People are filled with the Holy Ghost here. People are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in this place and there's somebody here that even may be watching right now you know where the power is you know where the anointing is oh I wish I had a witness in here because I'm trying to preach to somebody here today that God is able to bring them back full circle because what your children felt they can't shake that what your children know they can't shake that but when they need a touch from the Lord they're going to come back to the Gilgal they're going to come back to CMT hallelujah that's why we can never be ashamed we can never be afraid of what we believe and what we stand for Amen. Uh huh. You think you got a preacher that's gonna change you? You got the wrong preacher. <laughs> you, got, you done voted in the wrong one. Uh huh. We stand on the word of the Lord. That's it. I'm not reading some other book to get advice and wisdom from. No, it's in God's word. Amen. If you want to know the answer, search the scriptures. You don't have to be reading some other book created by somebody else. Uh-huh. Search the scriptures. The answer's there. It's in it that we have eternal and everlasting life available to us. Church, the Lord did not bring me to Bring me back, I should say, to pastor this church for no reason. But I believe fully in the Holy Ghost that God has brought me, my family, and placed us together in this church to claim this city. Church, I mean what I say. To claim this city. If we think someone thinks Brother Carson, if you ever think, and you are my pastoral advisor, I look to you. You can sit me down at office, you can talk to me, tell me, and I'll listen to you because I respect you that much. If you ever think that I'm patty caking around, if you ever think that I'm up here just doing this for fun, if you, you hear if you ever think that I'm up here not taking this serious and I'm not out there trying to claim this city, you pull me. You sit me down and you tell it to me straight. 
Somebody needs to look at the man of God. Tell him to him straight. I'm telling you right now, if you think I'm ignoring the Holy Ghost, if I'm not being moved and led by the Spirit, if I ever get up here and try to contradict that word, you sit me down back in that office and you look me in the face and you tell me what's going on. But I'm here to tell you I've come here to claim this city. I've come here to war against every spirit that's trying to attack our homes, that's trying to attack our families. I'm telling you right now, I've come to fight in the spirit. I don't care how much we got to pray, how much we got to fast, what I need to sacrifice. God, I'm here to fight whatever the enemy tries to bring our way we shall fight knowing that we are victorious I know this is Bible class night but I feel like preaching so bad (laughs) a preaching spirit done got on me fight hallelujah knowing that the Lord is right here with us if God be for me Somebody go like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. My kids are doing that now. Huh. You just want to come up here. Shrugging your shoulders at me. Huh? Who? Huh? Who? Like, what you going to do about it? Huh? Who can be against me? That's not with arrogance. Don't take me wrong way just in, case you're, just in case you're a guest or a visitor or you don't understand what I'm saying. No, no, no. My confidence is not in myself. My confidence is in the Lord. The scripture says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Then you can shrug your shoulders. But if I step in front of God, see, I can't shrug my shoulders in because now I'm out there all by myself. But if I can just humble myself and allow God to walk before me, woo, then I can stand back there and say, I ain't got to fight this battle. The Lord is fighting my battle. I'm just walking by faith. I'm just believing that the Lord is making a way. Hallelujah. Let me get back to teaching. God brought me back to this, to pastor this church and claim this city. In Deuteronomy, this is the first place Gilgal's mentioned. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, God promises the Israelites that if they obey his commandments, every place on which you set foot shall be yours. Let's go to chapter 11, verse number 22. Let's read this together. Deuteronomy 11, 22. It says, for if ye shall diligently keep all these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to cleave, ooh, cleave unto him. See, you can't cleave to the world and cleave to God. If you cleave unto him, then... Will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves? Every place where the sole of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Everywhere you walk, he said, is yours. You cleave unto me, you obey me, you love me, you attach to me and not the world. Everywhere you walk, It shall be yours. The Bible says in Joshua chapter number six, it speaks about all the Israelite warriors are 
commanded to march around the city of Jericho for seven days. Continue to walk and to march. Why? Because everywhere their soul planted, everywhere their feet shall tread upon is theirs. So they didn't have to lift a finger. They didn't have to do anything. They just had to walk. Because as they were walking each and every day, they were claiming their territory. The Bible says in Joshua chapter number 10, it speaks of Joshua ordered the commanders of the army to put their feet on the necks of five defeated kings as a sign of victory over them. Church, we are putting our feet on the neck of every demonic force that's trying to hinder a move of God. I'm going to say that again. We will put our feet on the neck of every demonic force that tries to hinder a move of God. Well, pastor, I like action. I like putting action behind our words. Because faith without works is dead. I want to say to this church, and then I will continue on here in a moment, but I want to say to this church the action that I would like to put behind claiming this city. And everywhere our foot treads upon, we're going to claim it. Next Monday is our family prayer. Next Monday, the first Monday of every month is when we come together for family prayer. 7 p.m. is when we meet the first Monday of for family prayer. I truly believe that when we come for family prayer at 7 o'clock, we're going to gather at 7. We're going to meet for about 10 to 15 minutes where we're just going to worship and praise God and, um, excuse me, begin to pray unto the Lord. After that time, we're going to all walk outside right out here in this area right here because this is south, right? Amen. Which way is this? That's north. This is south. Amen. So, What we're going to do is we're going to come right out here. We're going to have tables and chairs, probably not tables, but at least some chairs set up out here for our elderly and for our children. So you don't have to feel like walking, but you're going to be there in support. Somebody say amen. Because we're all in this together. I don't want nobody left out feeling like I wanted to support, but I couldn't. No, we're going to have chairs right out here, all right, right out there. And then the ones that can walk, we're going to start right out here. We're going to start walking. Which way is that? That's south. We're going to start walking south because we're going to claim the south. Amen. The south part of Lafayette, we're going to claim it. We're going to start walking that way. We're going to go all the way to where DNR Market is. We're going to walk right into DN Market. We can pray for the food. Praise God. Uh, But we can walk right in DN Market. We can just turn right back around and now start walking which way? We can start walking north. Now, as we're walking south, we're going to claim the west as well. We're walking south, but we're also praying to the west. And then as we're coming north, we're also praying to the east. So we're going to cover the north, south, east, and west. As we are walking, we are claiming and, 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 and prophesying. Uh, we're speaking the word of God according to the scriptures. And we're going to have fun with this. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Can you put up that slide that kind of gives an idea of some of the things and signs that I want uh, to, to, to hold up while we're walking? There's some things that I would like for us. To, now, these signs here are going to be created for you, all right? You don't have to worry about creating a sign. We're going to create it for you. Now, if you want to create one, you can, but it must have these on there, all right? Somebody say, Pastor approved. 
Yeah, we got to monitor some people. You know what I'm saying? They come out there with some stuff. You're like, no, we don't represent that, okay? They're not with us. Praise God. So these are approved signs. Amen? Approved signs. Praise God. Praying for our city. Trust in Jesus. Love thy neighbor. Faith over fear. These are things that our elderly can hold up while they're sitting right out here praying over our city. And as the younger people, those that can walk in the ability, holding up those signs as we walk to the south, praying over the west, walk to the north, praying over the east, claiming that everywhere our foot treads, it belongs to us. Church, I believe this. I believe when we speak things by faith, we put action behind it. Showing the Lord. We're not just a group of individuals that get all happy inside the four walls. We don't put action to it outside the four walls. Amen? Amen. Family prayer is when we're going to come together and make this happen. We're going to do it together as one. Marching down our streets, claiming victory over our streets. We're not doing it for a show. We're not doing it for Facebook and YouTube and all so we can, oh, wow, look at what they're doing. No, we're fighting in the spirit. Amen? We must fight in the spirit because that's how you get results. Now, if you want to do things for a show, you want to get how many people can like your video, and like, ooh, that's cool, then you're at the wrong church. But if we want results, I'm talking about an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about reconciliation. I'm talking about people changing their ways and changing their life. I'm sick of seeing people the same old way, knowing that God is able to change them. People want to come out of sin. People want to change their lives. We have the antidote. That antidote lives on the inside of us. That antidote is Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. We're putting our foot on the neck of every demonic force that's trying to hinder a move of God. I can't teach, I can't preach, I can't talk about any leader, any other church, but as for this house, we will fight and war in the spirit. We will continue to pray and fast and believe God and trust in his word, knowing that he's able to do all things. Somebody say the place of return. I feel that so strong. I'm telling you. They know where to come. They know. They know where to come. You can't shake off what you have felt years ago. You can't get rid of that. I don't care how far you try to run away from God. You can't get rid of that. You can't. God has given every man a measure of faith. That, that, that seed is planted in there. Oh, yes. There's something there that only the Lord as he deals with people and as our children and children's children and those that have visited and come here, why do you think we have so many different guests and different ones coming from other places? Because there's something they feel. It's like, this is different here. Oh, I wish I had a praying church right now. In the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. There, there's something they, they're, they're feeling something. There's something different about this place. There's something, I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something going on. 
Church is not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. Hallelujah. 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 That's what it is. It is his spirit, saith the Lord. So what happens at Gilgal? Well, let me explain it. This is what happens at Gilgal. We've already read a little bit of it. In Joshua chapter number four, it talks about how Gilgal was the first place Joshua and the children of Israel camped after their miraculous crossing of the Jordan River. Joshua commanded one uh, one hand picked leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel to set up at Gilgal 12 large stones taken from the middle of the river as a sign and remembrance of that miraculous crossing. At Gilgal, according to Joshua chapter number five, we already talked about it, all of the Israelite men who had grown up during the 40 years of wandering in the desert, were circumcised because it takes commitment. Amen? This is a walk of commitment. They were circumcised, thus renewing the Israelites' earlier covenant of the circumcision with God. In Joshua chapter number 5, it also talks about at Gilgal, the Israelites also celebrated the Passover for the first time in the Holy Land. The very next day, the manna that had been the Israelites' staple food during their 40 years of wandering in the desert ceased, and they began to eat the produce of the land instead. Joshua chapter number 9, it says, at Gilgal, or no, 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 let's, Joshua chapter number 10, Gilgal was Joshua's base of operation for the Israelites' initial conquest of the Holy Land. Let's move on to Judges. You find in chapter number two, the book of Judges, an angel of the Lord went from Gilgal, the Bible says, to a place called Bochim to chastise the Israelites for breaking their covenant with God. In Judges chapter number three, one of my favorite chapters in Judges because it talks about a left-hander, and I'm a left-hander, by the name of Ehud. Ehud, one of the judges, a, a, a regional leader, turned back, the Bible says, from Gilgal to assassinate Eglon, the king of Moab, who had attacked Israel and imposed a tribute on them for eight years. In 1 Samuel chapter number 7, it was at Gilgal. Gilgal was one of the places that Samuel, the first leader since Joshua to be recognized throughout Israel, traveled to provide judgment for Israel. It is also found in 1 Samuel chapter number 11. The kingship of Saul, the first king of Israel, was reaffirmed where? At Gilgal, after Saul led a victorious campaign against the Ammonites. 1 Samuel chapter number 13, it speaks of Gilgal. However, Gilgal was also where Saul twice ignored God's commandments. And there Samuel informed him that the Lord had rejected him as king. We find in 2 Samuel chapter number 19, after King David's son Absalom mounted an unsuccessful revolt against him. David was greeted by the people and reaffirmed as the king of Israel. Where? In Gilgal. Some might say a place of return. <laughs> in 2 Kings, many years later, Gilgal was the starting point of the pilgrimage that ended in the great prophet Elijah. But it's here at Gilgal is where Elijah was taken up by the whirlwind. And Elisha took on the mantle and proceeded after Elisha that happened all at Gilgal. Late in Israel's history, found in, uh, in the book of Hosea and Amos, late in Israel's history, the prophets Hosea and Amos condemned the Israelites for wickedness and corrupt worship. Where were they doing this at? Gilgal. 
And finally, in Micah, chapter number 6, in the course of calling the people of Israel to account for their abandonment of the Lord, the prophet Micah reminded them of God's care for them in their early days. Where? In Gilgal. The prophet reminded them, hey, don't forget what the Lord. Don't forget how the Lord. Don't forget when the Lord in Gilgal. God, let this place be a Gilgal. Let this house be a place of remembrance, a place where backsliders and those that have once visited God, I pray, Lord, that this may be a place of remembrance, a place where they remember where the spirit of the Lord was so strong, a place where they know where the power and the glory of you, God, a place, oh God, where they feel the tug and they know, Lord, even where they are, they've got to get back to CMT. They've got to get back to a place in you, Lord, until they return. Help us, Lord, that this place may be a place of remembrance. For Gilgal, a place of new beginnings. That has been my prayer all day today. God, let this atmosphere be an atmosphere. Let this place be a place. And let the people that once knew and have felt the tug of the Spirit Bring it back to their remembrance that this is where they need to be. Bring it back to their remembrance, Lord, that this is where they need to be. Bring it back to their remembrance, the power and the glory that only you can give. Bring it back to their remembrance that if they're trying to step away from sin, that if they want to get rid of the ways that they are stuck in, that this place becomes a place of remembrance. That they can look back and remember, say, I remember 10 years ago. I remember 15 years ago, there was this feeling I had at a church on the corner of Creasy and Union. There was this power that I couldn't shake. I remember speaking in tongues one day. I remember going down in Jesus' name. I remember the preacher telling me that there's nothing too hard for the Lord. I remember hearing a message saying that I can be set free. Let this place hallelujah, be a place of remembrance. I wonder if we would lift our hands right now unto the Lord.